Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Grant and I'm joined here tonight or sometime today whenever you listen with my co-hosts George. Hello music team. And Liam. Hello team music. It's team music. Team music everybody. That's the new one. Represent. I got yeah. I got put on the go. spot and I forgot <laughs> what my own name was. <laughs> Team music. Oh. team music today. Yeah, watch out for the name change of Flawless yeah. becomes Team Music. Nevertheless, each episode of Flawless, as it stands, a host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless. And we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it, and what makes it flawless for them. We've got a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. And it's where we discuss all things music that we love and that you love. And we post in there most times about upcoming episodes um, and what albums uh, have been nominated. You can find the link in our show notes. Of course, we also have a Patreon, and you can back us from as little as a dollar a month, and you'll get early access to our episodes, access to our bonus episodes, and that warm, fuzzy feeling <laughs> deep in your gut, um, knowing that you're helping us spread the flawless love. You can find us at flawless. Uh, sorry, at patreon.com forward slash Flawless AMP. And we are indeed recording special bonus episodes forthwith. This, this very night. This very night, so indeed. Where, where previous promises of bonus episodes may have been false, we can absolutely guarantee well, The execution was lacking. Time. The execution was lacking. It was lacking. That is entirely on us. And we thank all of our Patreon supporters for continuing to stick with us, even though... For their patience. At, at a certain point in time, I think I stopped, we stopped promising bonus episodes because it just wasn't happening. But uh, we're back. We're back. We're going to do some tonight. We're coming so back. You will get some if yeah. you sign up. We've done, we've done the work, so we've, we're yeah, going to do it. We've them. done the hard bit. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It's all about execution now. So, guys, so why, it is... Grant, why are you introducing the episode? <laughs> yes, well, how many people are in the room today? There's only <laughs> three of us. How? Which means I, as the introduction, Producer, introductor, mm-hmm. introducer, introducer, get to nominate an album, and I am nom- I've chosen tonight to nominate Bush's debut album, Sixteen Stone. Surprise! Thank you. Oh. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So, um, where does one begin? In 1994. Yes. Tell on the you. 6th of December. I like it. There you go. <laughs> That's when so, it dropped. Grant. Yes. You're bringing Bush. Tell, yeah. Tell us your. From 94. Mm. Do pray tell you were in South Africa. Oh, so yes, I was. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in summary, I was certainly in South Africa. Um, I would have f- heard this probably the back end of 95. Mm-hmm. Um, so 94 or end of 94, not going to 95, 16, 17, 17 into 18, 96, 10, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and was a staple, certainly, um, for a teenage boy in um, the... Yeah, you know, athletic sports 
rugby rowing mad fraternity that I was in at the time. Really? Grunge was Just, in the fraternity? Oh, come on. Come cool. on. This, Alice in Chains this, this kind and Soundgarden. Yeah, this kind of major and, label grunge I can see. like Nirvana. And, yeah. uh, sorry, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, all of this for I sure. See. Yes, very much so. Yeah, so not the, not the kind of dirty three-piece garage grunge that would have been blasted no, no, in no. clubs and stuff, but like no, the no, big no. major label grunge. Yeah. yeah, frat boy. Big time. For sure. Yeah, frat boy stuff in, mm-hmm. in, in American language, I suppose. Cool. So, um, and yeah, I mean, it opens with that <laughs> just, and then you know what you're in for. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's, so, so I literally wrote, hello, grunge. <laughs> yes, Did and you, it doesn't portray anything else yeah. or pretend yeah. to be anything else. So you would have heard it when it came out? Um, look, in 90, yes, not, not immediately in December. Mm-hmm. City, I wasn't following music that much. Yep. Um, but I would suggest I would have heard, um, oh, look, I would say Glycerine would have been probably the first song mm-hmm. I would have heard. Yep. Um, and, you know, this is the days of compact discs and tapes, mm-hmm. cassettes. And I remember being at a, at a family friend's house and one of the little girls there liked that song but didn't know what cd it was on mm-hmm. because you look at the cover and the cover doesn't lend itself to anything mm-hmm. particularly interesting and the insert's got a like a jumping big dog or something that's mm-hmm. that's a bit random as well so um on that and everything else is not really you know radio friendly if we're if we're honest so um yeah put it on and that was that it's interesting that you say that. I thought I, when I'm hearing it now, I think this stuff is very radio friendly. Some of it, well, again, this is South Africa. Huh? Yeah, that's true. And you're talking about like, different radio. You're very different radio. Yeah. Um, and I would suggest, you know, there's certainly everything Zen's not going to get on, but you know, little things very. You know, mm-hmm. That's that's certainly radio friendly enough. Come down would have been um, radio friendly enough, but yeah, uh, you know, Glycerine was obviously the the big hit that mm. got out there. And so, have you followed their albums since then? They had they've got a Peace lot of meal, albums. They, yeah. they have. Um, so there was um, fl- uh, swallowed was one of the hits of, of a future Fly track. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, I forgot about that one. Yeah, <laughs> and so that was on the album you after this. You just had to say that one word. Yeah, and I was that's just it. Like, oh my god, I know this one. I know that one. Oh, you yeah. know that one absolutely. Um, and then there was uh, the science of things. I think yeah. after that, mm-hmm. which had chemicals between, chemicals us, between us, which is, which is really cool. Right, I love that song. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, I, I don't need Bush to sound like this. This is not what Bush should sound like. Yeah. but I still love the song. Yeah, it's so cool and it's anyway. weird, isn't it? Yeah, because I didn't feel that Bush needed to sound like that yeah. either. But you know, that's a great, great track. Uh, and I suppose in going through um, what's prompted this proposal, I suppose mm-hmm. of, of a flawless album is I attended. Um, Under the Southern Stars yes. a couple of weeks back. That's right. Um, which has been two and a half odd years in the making, I think, from mm-hmm. memory. For, so bought the tickets pre-COVID and it was going to be live Stone Temple Pilots um, and Bush, which was going to be an amazing um, set. And then unfortunately live couldn't make it. Um, and so a couple of weeks ago, yeah, watched for the first time. Um, oh, having known. Like seen them. Yeah. Oh, geez. nice. It was... Um, down here at River Stage in Brisbane, we watched. I watched um, Gavin Russell and the boys um, yeah. tear it up. It was great. Because you say the boys, mm. but they must—they're all like in their fifties now. <laughs> well, look, I and could also, not believe yeah. that Gavin Rossdale's fifty-six or something. Because yeah. he's he an amazing Nick. He yeah. is in the. He is the same age as my fiance, <laughs> and I found that out today. And I looked at my fiance, and I was a bit like, 
He doesn't. <laughs> also, I think him and Nigel. No, I think not. I think there's only two Nigel of the original. Pulsford. I think there's only two of the original members still yeah. left. I don't think band, Nigel's so. even in the band anymore. No, I think yeah. I, I think can't remember who just, it was the other one. Just Gavin. No, I thought it was Gavin and one more. I thought there was still one person who was still in the same lineup from original, but I could be wrong. Well, from this album, I only found one, and okay. that was Gavin. Right. But I, I'm happy to be wrong. Um, but yeah, so after all these years, um, it's Gavin Rothtail. Mm-hmm. Oh. Cool. Oh, what, what does that mean <laughs> exactly? Well, ask me if I'd ever heard of Bush. <laughs> George, had you ever heard of Bush? Well. <laughs> Just tell um, us a story, please. Um, I might once upon a time. I might have had glycerine on a tape cassette single in my oh, collection. Really? Absolutely, okay. based upon looking at Gavin Rossdale oh. in a music video for yes. glycerine and going. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's that's a bit of a dreamy film clip for you. <laughs> he is so pretty. Yeah. Um, he is. And you know what? They Nirvana has just let's say ended, and yeah, Bush, it had. Mm-hmm. Bush just came out and yeah. went. Well, we'll try and fill the shoes. Yeah, um, we can be but like them. We weren't intending on it because we'd been years in the making. Yeah, because Gavin was thirty when this album came out, and he was a fucking babe <laughs> and so i had a picture like a poster of gavin rossdale nice. from a music magazine on my wall when i was like i don't know 12 years old because i just thought he was dreamy he looked like river phoenix or something mm-hmm. you know like he was just t- too dreamy to be real and then glycerine was just like too liquidy beautiful to be real and stuff so um yes I and I also saw them when, Here we go. when I was 12 years old yeah. um, at Reading Festival in 1997. And the lineup of that tent was Marilyn Manson, then Bush, then Terrorvision, then Metallica. Wow. Nice. That was yeah. a good day yeah. <laughs> that was a big day huh? yeah. yeah wow i shouted a lot yeah so uh, yeah so that was really good because that was in 97 so they'd already released the second album by then yeah swallowed um, yeah oh, well, if, 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 raise the suitcase. Suitcase. suitcase yeah so um yeah so um, which i did own uh, i didn't own 16 stone i just owned glycerine on cassette mm-hmm. there you go liam nice Yes. Um, yes, yeah. I knew Bush. Uh, I had this album. Ah, I okay. owned this album beforehand and Razorblade Suitcase. Australia got to Bush in a very weird way. <laughs> so this album came out in December of 94. Yeah. Uh, Everything Zen, which was released in September 94, yes. didn't make it here to Australia until 95. So it was in the hottest 100 countdown of 95. And it was number 33 in that countdown. Okay. Really? In 1996, so this is my first memory of Bush. I didn't know that at the time because I wasn't listening to the radio that Triple J at the time. Mm. But in 1996, I remember for some reason where a group of friends were sitting out like our school had like a big green patch, like athletics sort of mm. thing. And my friend must have gone up to the shops at lunchtime and come back for like a HMB or something. And he said he, he bought two singles. And I was like, what two singles did you buy? And he said he bought Powderfingers DAF, <laughs> which is an amazing song. And Bush's Glycerine. Wow. And then I sort of heard about them. And I didn't even really start listening to them a lot since till after then anyway. But that's my first memory of them. 
So Glycerine, which came out, was the single was released on in 95. Yes. Didn't reach to Australia till 96. So that was the year that I was in grade 12. So it got number five in the Hottest 100. Come Down, released in June yeah, 95, was in the Hottest 100 of 96 as well. That was number 38. By 96, they'd released Razorblade Suitcase. Yeah. So Swallowed is also in the Hottest 100 of 1996 <laughs> wow. at number 19. So Glycerine and then Swallowed and then Come Down and yeah, that's it. So big, we, Australia got to them so late that they were already releasing their new stuff and Australia was like, wow, we love this album and we love this new stuff that you've just, to us, literally just put out as well. Yeah. So. Well- what Grant's just done is he's dropped an English band into my pocket. This is this is the thing too. I have to be constantly reminded that these guys are English. Because they, they made it in the US. Yeah, they're huge in the US. Yes. They, they're not that well known in the UK. No, from no. What they, I've read they've and made understand. it over there. Yeah, yeah. No, but they Correct. don't sound like an English band. No. either. they sound like an American grunge band. This Correct. is like his voice sound, doesn't sound English. Like well, nothing about the constructions or like. No. This is the time of like <coughs> Britpop and Oasis and Blur yeah, and stuff. Absolutely. And you've got the biggest like, British band in the world, but they're over there because no one knows who they no are. No one knows who they are. Well, like... Put it this way. They got into the US billboard at number four and went time six platinum. Mm-hmm. And then they went to number 42 in the UK. Yeah. So they've sold six yeah. million albums in the U or this album sold six, six million, million copies in the US. Right. 540,000. So double platinum in Australia. But yeah, in the UK, silver, 60,000. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I was a year out. It might have been late 96 then that I was hearing this properly. Yeah. Like, not late 95. Yeah. So yeah, no, knew this album, knew it very well. Um, hadn't ever thought of it in terms of the of the flawless, but knew all the singles and knew all the other songs because I'd heard this album enough to know the other songs along yeah. the way as well. Cool. Um, haven't seen them live. Haven't seen them live. No, I haven't. haven't I, I don't know if they just hadn't played it or if they didn't tour that much when I was doing this sort of stuff or... Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I've never really sought them out to see them live, so... Wow, huh? Yeah, so I um, first time, as I said, a couple of weeks ago down here um, mm-hmm. and they played heaps, probably two-thirds off this, yeah. of the full set. Because cool. people want a greatest hit cool. set from Bush. Yeah, just give exactly. The people just what give they people want. what they want. Yeah. They didn't play Swallowed. What? They played Chemicals Between Us. Right. And they played a couple of their new album, which is the name escapes me what it um what it is. If they toured sixteen no no, I don't know. If they toured sixteen stone in full, I would hundred percent be there. Wow. Like, this is this is what I need from you guys. Yeah. This nice. is all this I, is what need. I need. Yeah. No, well I mean I've done that for throwing copper in live. They yeah. did a twenty year tour. Yeah. Um George. So Gavin Rossdale. Yes. Lead vocals, rhythm guitar. Mm-hmm. Nigel Pulsford. Lee guitar backing vocals. Which is all you have to do if you want to know if they're English is tell them that Nigel Pulsford is a name. Like <laughs> that's a that's like the most <laughs> English yeah. name. No, yeah, and much. also Dave Parsons yeah. on bass and Robin Goodbridge <laughs> on drums. That's an English yeah. band. Yeah. In fact, that's on Monty <laughs> Python skit. Except, yeah. <laughs> Except maybe for yes. Gavin Rossdale. Yeah, yeah. Gavin that name Rossdale sounds kind of American. Wrong. So Gavin Rossdale, heartthrob, same age as my partner, not that I'm jealous. Or comparing. But I'm, you are. I'm so fucking comparing right now. <laughs> um, he's a silver fox. It's different. Um, but he was married to... Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. From 02 to 16. Yep. And they have kids wow. together. Is that long, huh? Yeah. Well, they were huge in America. Yeah. 
and she he was like a huge rock star and she is like mm. a huge rock babe mm. so they were like a super couple they for were a long couple. time sure but mm. then her career skyrocketed and bushes didn't and so yeah. i guess she kind of dropped the weight and moved on and there she is mm. so nigel pulsford's father and gavin rossell's stepfather died around the time that this album was being recorded sugar so this was really? this was another thing for yeah don't talk about other episodes, but yeah, another album written <coughs> by someone who's experiencing a very acute loss. Yeah, geez, I didn't know that. Okay, mm. but yeah, so you mentioned that there wasn't a lot of stuff for radio stuff. So Rossdale said, so apparently the delete the release of this album was delayed um, because apparently Hollywood Records, who were distributing it, said that the album contained no singles and, wow. and no album tracks. Wow. So I don't even know what no album What is no album? No strings no album <laughs> yeah, like, What do you mean? So it's but, just huh? literally silence <laughs> yeah. for this is, we cannot 53 do, minutes. Yeah. We cannot do anything but, with this. But no singles. Imagine listening to Everything this. Zen <coughs> and Glycerine and Come Down. Come Down, oh, little things. I can't do anything. Couldn't do anything with this. Yeah. What are we going to do with this nonsense? Nonsense, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. No, no tracks loud yeah, at all. No. Talking of Everything Zen, first yes. single good choice. Yeah. Oh. Dirty guitar and bass, solo yes. guitar line. Gavin sounds American. Mm. Yes. Straight off the bat, sounds yeah. American. Chorus melody is perfect to sing along to in rock clubs. Mm. It pairs back and, and then the br- drums bring in the verse beginning and um, it's just awesome with a huge wailing guitar solo, um, which this is where it differs from bands like Nirvana. Is grunge typically said no guitar solos. Mm-hmm. We don't do sure. that sort of thing. But Bush came they're t- out. They're too showy. Too showy. Whereas Bush came out and said, nah, we've got Nigel Pulsford. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard him? He's yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> and so they throw guitar solos into nearly every song mm-hmm. on this album. Um, and so, yeah, there's wailing guitar solos, which means that the metalheads can listen to it and go, there's something I appreciate. Yeah. And the grunge kids can listen to it and go, this is grunge. So, yeah, it works. Hmm. So Everything's End was the first song that he'd written for the album. And I've got a quote here. It's a long one, but it's really cool. And it talks about... Of course it's, it's cool. It's it, Gavin Rossdale, man. It speaks to the whole American-British <laughs> thing as well. Yeah. He says, writing Everything's End felt like a seismic moment for me. I guess I'd written enough shitty songs by that point that I was never going to start writing some better ones. As with all the earliest Bush songs, it was it started with me in a drum machine. I'd record the riff on a cassette tape, then walk around the Regent's Park or Hyde Park playing it in one ear and trying to sing melody and lyrics to go along with it. Writing the lyric, should I fly to Los Angeles, find my, my asshole, asshole brother, brother, felt like a change in my approach. That incendiary lyric immediately felt like it had more impact than anything else I'd previously written. Britpop was really massive at the time and I'd sort of given up trying to be successful in music. I'd been in a couple of bands and gotten nowhere and I was fully aware that in writing that line, I was signing my own death warrant in terms of getting signed to a record label in England because it was going to be Adopt's horrified London A&R man voice. This doesn't sound like suede. So oh. that felt really liberating. Wow. wow. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So yeah, so wow. he was like, if we're going to sound like this, we're not going to, it's not going to be We're here. burying the ships, well, we're, we're not going to be burying the ships. 1994, England, Park Life by yeah. Blair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was like number one for weeks and weeks. And would have been close to like song number two as well, Blur and all that shit. That was, that was song two years. was 97, was it? Was confused, but Sorry. Oasis stuff was huge. Yeah. Oasis Definitely was maybe would have been on, or even coming up to... Even Pulp were huge. Yeah. Pulp, Elastica, Elastica Suede, who we, we name checks. So yeah, just, yeah. I love I just love that idea of like 
He's like, that's my, that's me. That line, that line is me, and I want to be like that. So it's not going to work here. I'm going to have to go. We're going to have to go. It's so cool. It's the moment for him. Yeah, it's just a real it's... light moment, light there bulb moment. Go. First single of your first album is yep. like a, a list. Yeah, so he'd been in the other the other bands, and that was just like nothing was happening. I and want to know like, what he was doing until he was 30 and wrote this album. Yeah. <laughs> like, was he just in a lot of shitty bands or did he work in Tesco? Or yeah. what? Like, and to go, like, the reason for the move, was it specifically, I don't know, I don't know if you remember if you found that, did they move specifically to the US to get this launched? Well, I'm not, sure, play, I'm not sure if they moved. Did they... I didn't write down where it was recorded, but I think it was not necessarily like they all four of them moved over there to do it, but more just in the mindset of like, we're going to do a thing and we're going to accept that it won't be famous here, but we'll try and sell it overseas maybe. Yeah. Six times platinum. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, guys. Jeez. Well done. Um, and and the, the line, there's no sex in your violence. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't understand that really. Are you, do you understand that? So he he does that a lot with a lot of lyrics all the yes. way through. He's like he, he comes up with an imagery. Like, I got to fly to Los Angeles, find my, my asshole brother. brother. Mickey like Mouse a, a has cool, grown over a cow or something. Yeah. Um, I don't... Yeah, so it's like... Dave's homesick again or something. He, he obviously... I think he writes the lyrics, like the words that fit together in the patterns mm. through his head. Yes. Not, I came up with a theme and I'm going to write about that theme. Yeah. Which, which is fine. It's just another way. It's just a different way of writing things. Mm-hmm. So. And I guess you, it makes him definitely American, these things. Rain dogs hell for the century. A million dollars a stake. Search for your demigod and you fake where the saints mm-hmm. So I'm like, well he's already put he didn't say a million pounds. Dollars, did yeah. He? Yeah. If yep. he said a million pounds, people would go, Oh, you might be English. Might be English. But <laughs> it's like, nah, he's already started he's opened the album with a million and he dollars. He didn't sound English when he was down on stage either. I was like, mm. oh, no. oh, okay. So yeah, I was wondering if he if he talks nah, with an English accent. Really, but I mean nah. he's been in America for so thirty long, years now, yeah. so he'd probably so be different. No. I did find out something about him as well, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that like when you so we're talking about what songs are about, he says whatever they're about for you, that's what they're about. So hey, easy enough. Don't want to tie it to a, my, our old friend, but Paul Dempsey says exactly the same thing. Oh, <laughs> when, when, you, when you ask him about what a song is about, sorry, he in again? Oh, Paul, who? Sorry. So I'll every so I'll, this is the quote again. Every single song, because people are now are now asking him about what songs were about back then. Yes, and his thing is like, I don't know because yeah. they, they whatever they were about back then for me, even they're not about that. So I'm I'm he's like I wander around my kitchen and singing stuff. Um, okay, so every single song that's made in history, you can fucking tell me it's about a tree. But as soon as it's out in the public and someone else decides it's about something else, it's no longer about a tree. That it's about a tree for you is completely subjective. So that's the most powerful thing about music. It's just transferable for every single person listening. There's no ban on anyone. So therefore, it's the same if you sing it with a 20-year gap. Clearly, you can't be thinking about the same thing. So that's how it is. It's just very natural. Cool. So yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I really like that. I didn't know anything about refined. it, but I really like liked that a, about him. It was just yeah. like, yeah, it was about a thing when I sung it. And now it's about something else. So don't, if I if I tell you what it's about for me, then everyone goes, oh, well, that's what it's about. Yeah. But it feels like he's like, no, it can be about yeah. whatever you want it to be about. In mm. one of my old bands, I used to write reams and reams of poetry. Mm-hmm. And then I would send it to the singer guitarist. And he would just pick out random lines of my poetry and stick them together because they sounded good and turn that into the lyrics of our song. And then we would sing that song. And people would go, what would that mean? What does that mean? 
mean? What's that song mm. mean? That's really interesting. And I was thinking to myself, well, that's about 15 of my poems <laughs> yeah. all smashed together. And yeah. he has just picked out things that sound good. Yeah. Um, and we would genuinely be like, it means whatever you want it to mean. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, and it sounds kind of wanky. But if you know, if you actually explain it, it's like no, no, we're handing over the meaning to other people to let it be about mm. whatever you want to be about. It's really I, cool. I read an interesting. In fact, I took a screenshot of it. If I could find it while I'm talking to you about um, very similar statements, really about um, books, because mm-hmm. um, let me just see here. It says a book, once it's printed and published, becomes individual. It is by its publication as decisively severed from its author, as in parturition, a child is cut off from its parent. The book means, as a inverted commas there, guys, for those who can't see, <laughs> thereafter, perforce, both grammatically and actually, whatever meaning this or that reader gets out of it. Mm-hmm. That was by James Branch Cabell. Um, 1879 to 1958. So it's the same same thing. And that's where you have like people who have like fandoms of stuff of books and things in particular where they're like, oh, these two people are a couple and they're together and whatever. And people are like, oh no, you can't say that because it's not in the book. But the authors always go, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I I didn't write that bit, but if you want that to be true, you can make that. I don't care. And the writing slash fic and all sorts of fanfic and stuff. Yeah. And people get up they know it's like oh, no, it's not the real thing it's got to be it's not the, but actual authors are always like that's great that's you're Whatever a fan you're... and you're expressing your fanship in this way what do I care like you're not changing my book and that is why we have Twilight yes 100% <laughs> maybe not always they're not all winners but that's okay that's fine no alright um, so um, from the album then um, yes you said Glittering Heat first mm-hmm. probably Yes. I mean, again, this is a long time ago. And, but I remember an evening at a friend's house and they wanted to play that. So, I mean, you only could buy compact discs. There weren't compilations really all that much. And it was the rest of the song was too, the rest of the album was too heavy for those people. Mm-hmm. And then I would have heard um, the rest of the songs after that. Yeah, it's interesting for people who heard this song before they heard any others. It's like, what were you expecting the album to be? Yeah. Some dude with a guitar and orchestral, like, all the time? Yeah. Because it's... Correct. St- like, it's nothing... There's nothing else like this on the album. No. At all. But this was the one. This was the four-chord, distorted, ballad grunge mm. that we swooned over. And he sang... And then he would say mm. things like, if I've treated you bad, you've bruised my face. Mm. So I couldn't he, love you more. You've got a beautiful taste. Yeah. But just that, so aiming at teenagers who are like yes. alone in the world and no one understands me. And then you hear stuff like that and you're like, yep, yeah, that's this guy. This guy gets it. Even if it's not, yeah, expressed incredibly beautifully, it's still a really cool line. But he also, again, in the same song, don't let the days go by could have been easier on you i couldn't change though i wanted to mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> like he was like i'm so sorry that everything i was for you but i tried i couldn't and that's who i was mm, and there's strings in there yeah so it's like grunge but they're like orchestra yeah <laughs> and i've just dropped this in mm. and it just yeah it made all the panties wet across the <laughs> land Across the land, the world. Yeah, it's the guitar parts are really interesting because normally when it's like a solo person and a guitar, 
it'll be like folk, like that kind of guitar. Or even just like mm -hmm. if it's still an electric, it'll still be a kind of folk. But this is like grunge guitar playing, but just as a solo piece. Like it's so, it's, yeah, there's like even like you think about like the big grunge bands and stuff like that, they still don't have stuff like sounds like this. So like Nirvana to go to obvious touch point, when they did, when Kurt did a solo song, he would get like a quiet guitar and it would just be like an acoustic or a pluck or something else. Whereas this is just like, I'm just going to play in a grunge riffs and chords. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's nothing, there's not going to be anything else. Mm -hmm. He closed with this, as he had to. Nice. Um, the set. Yes. Um, and it was really good. No, on his, no, no so on him, him on his ace. the guitar? With yeah. the noise. With the, yeah, yeah. The dirty. Oh, stop it. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, in, in full declaration, I, when I, listened to um come down mm -hmm. which uh they've got a great a couple of great acoustic um mm. albums out and i can play this on oh nice on, nice um, so thank you gavin it's an awesome track unplugged to to play an acoustic um i i jokingly said no a big moth flew into my eyes <laughs> but it was tears <laughs> Mm. It's, it's a massive ma it was like um, I've listened to these guys they said it's probably end of 96 yeah and here I am in, on the banks of you know Brisbane River and they're playing um, you know most of everything of, mm. oh, sorry of 16 Stone yeah and the same with, with um, and then I saw my brother and I was yeah. like <laughs> there he is there they are there the tears yep <laughs> yeah. nice. all happened so, so for glycerine nice. for him so yeah, that's yeah. a great third single great yeah. track come down Oh. So everything, if everything Zen was a song that made Gavin realize what kind of musician he was going to be, Come Down's the one that got pushed together. Yeah. So the quote, again, Okay. another long one. When my second band fell apart, I was trying to find a new guitar player for what became Bush and getting frustrated. I remember saying to myself, you're pathetic. You say you're a songwriter, but you can't write a song without a guitar player that's so weak. So I forced oh. myself to sit down with my guitar and write a song, and that was Come Down. I met Nigel Pulsford through my girlfriend, Suze, and that was one of the songs I took to him to try to get him to be part of my new band. At the time, he was earning good money doing incidental music for promotional videos, and he didn't really want to be wasting his time with another loser dude with long hair and big dreams. But something about Come Down made him think that Bush might actually do something, and that worked out quite well. Worked out quite well. So, wow. yeah, so you've got everything then that made him decide what kind of musician he wanted to be, and then and come Nigel down gets the, him across. And then oh, Come Down, they've got Nigel into the yeah. band. I definitely dance for this in the clubs. Yeah. Oh, but it's a great in track. In the clubs, they'd have to play it. It's got a slow burn intro. So they'd, yeah. have, they'd have to oh, cut yeah. off the they'd, intro because everyone would be standing around for yeah. the first like mm. 45 seconds in like, yeah. like just like little, little bass like, lines and little guitar lines. It's just like an escalating feedback. And, and when you know yeah. it's coming, it's so cool because you know it's just going to build and yeah. build and then just boom. So then awesome. the band just goes, pulls Roof. together. Yeah. And for that pre-chorus and yeah, it's got that classic bursting to an anthemic chorus, total sing-along. He sings the words that we all loved, which were, <laughs> all police are paranoid. And yep, we yep. loved shouting that out there. So um, he says in one of his earlier songs that he's given up drugs. But then in his other songs, he alludes to being a drug taker. So I'm like, I'm unsure yes, where just... um, But yeah, he, um, in that one, he sings. And I nice. thought that was just really nice. So, yeah. 
and there's loads of wanky solos and yeah I, <laughs> the whole album i didn't i hadn't realized until i sat down and listened to it concentrate on it a lot of the songs end with like a wailing cacophony of like all four of them you can see just like going crazy on the instruments and and gavin says like is this wailing like he'll pick three or four words Scream. and just like screaming and yeah. wailing them into a thing yeah. it's just like yeah quite a few songs end of end swim. Like that. And yeah there's, there's just 15, you. yeah their outro is just 15 seconds <clears throat> of guitar feedback mm, i'm yeah. okay with that Oh, I was fine with it. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've pitched it. Yeah, so on, <laughs> so on Swim, he's he's screaming, if money talks, and if you and you and you and you. Yeah. Just wailing it over and over. It's so cool. And the guitar parts are just going up and down. And there's obviously like him playing the guitar and another and Nigel playing the guitar, just competing parts and thrashing each other. It's so awesome. And, and oh. the body as well. It's got, you know, will we come again? Mm-hmm. Will we yeah. stay friends? Yeah. And so he just... Swim... Yes. That one, the distortion pedal was turned up to 11. Um, <laughs> and on all three guitars, um, sultry vocals. Um, and it's almost had like a Nine Inch Nails tool influence in mm. the vocals. Which was like, I listened to it and I was just like, are you Maynard James Keenan yeah. right now? Because you're fucking channeling that bad yeah. boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it goes into Little Things, which is just an awesome intro as well. With, mm. um, yeah, I just love that track. Well, I think it's certainly such 90s worth. grunge. Yeah. But yeah, Straight that thing through. about. I, read, I won't do the whole quote, but he like it's about the little things. It's about little things, letting go of little things and they don't matter and really yeah. focusing on the big stuff. But there are some very funny lyrics, um, which well, I wrote. Littered, a lo- I would suggest through. <laughs> I wrote a lol, which was. <laughs> and I was like, you know what that means? Like, you know, America doesn't know what Willie means. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, that made me absolutely. Lo- <laughs> I literally wrote "lol" in my notes. Nice. Any- Sorry to bring it down. Today. No. <laughs> and um, any other any tracks from your side, Liam? Uh, Machine Head. Yes. Well, another single. Like I don't like. I remember hearing the album and that that song. Gra- like even I remember hearing the album the first time. I mean, that song like grabs you. The riff at the start. Yeah. It's really cool. And no surprise, it was another single as well. But yeah, just um. I think so. Something that Nirvana got right about grunge, and not a lot of grunge bands necessarily do this, is that it's, it's, you still want people to be able to dance to it. Like it's still there's a poppy element to it. Like because yeah. a lot of, a lot of Nirvana's best songs are like verse chorus verse chorus jumpy bridge chorus done. Yeah. And um, yeah, this one I think is the close to tapping into that side of like you. Yeah, you, know, you want people singing and dancing along, and it's like it's really. It keeps that tempo all the way through. So I think these songs... Quite, and it's a faster them, one, certainly. Some of them are quite long, a lot of these songs, yeah. and they, that's because they go through different pieces and different parts. And some of the parts are cool. Like, some of the parts you can dance to and some of the parts you might not be able to might be a bridge until you get to the next bit. Whereas this is more just... You can just mosh the entire time for this song. Yeah. And it's a big sing-along number, and yeah, really cool. But a machine head, it's just a part of a guitar. And that confused me. Because I was like, it's obviously not about the band machine head no um, uh, but a machine head is that tuning peg on a guitar so i assumed it was like machine like 
a head, like a robot head, because this thing is better than the rest. Yeah, that's so I always kind of assumed it was just like oh, I just if, I, if I could be a robot, maybe that would be better or something. So I was just going very no, no. literal. Uh, yeah, well, I, I didn't like know the, that was a guitar. You talked part, about so the cool. colors going yeah, like like fading, like green to blue, and I was just like, is he talking about like the guitars on the machine head of his guitar? But I think doesn't he colors? say green to red? So I always oh, thought that was like red. street lights. Yeah. So oh, like okay. out, out at night, I don't know. Yeah, see, it's hard to tell, and it can be. And you know and it what? can be George, anything. Gavin can... already told us it's about it's, guitar parts. What do you want and it to it's be? also about robot yeah. heads. Okay, yeah. robot heads, guitar parts. We're all good. That's <laughs> Everyone's fine. Easy. Thanks, Gavin. So much easier. Oh, so much Thanks, it's easier. It's like when I found out Mojo Pin by Jeff Buckley was just about a guitar, right. and I was like, I thought it was about him loving being in love with a black woman, and I was like, that completely changed everything for me. <laughs> So, yes. So, and this album has 12 tracks. Um, so, um, Grant, what else hooked you? Mm. Oh, I think Alien probably we haven't spoken to. I think it's mm-hmm. just an absolute classic. Um, Can I say really... that's got a sexy bass intro? And mm-hmm. there were, yeah. this is the first time there is a sexy bass intro. They waited until track 11, mm. but they delivered. Because <laughs> they, they did it. They had to have a slow burn coming out of Glycerine. <clears throat> Yeah. You, yeah, you couldn't have like a hard rock no. riff thing coming out of Glycerine. So yeah, they've done no. a nice slow burn, but guitar. And I don't think like the the rest of the band even kicks into like a minute and a half into it. Like yeah. it's all sort it's of very slow build. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a slow build. It's six and a half minutes long, mm-hmm. but the last two minutes is basically guitar phase. feedback. Yeah. yeah, as well with Alien shouted like fifteen times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's just like loads of noise intro loads of like outro a brief song in the middle and then oh that's um, not a brief song no but it works it works though so for what they're doing like it works really well and then a short sharp you are you only call me when you're gone call me when you're down when you're down forgive me so yeah yeah there's not many albums we've covered where a song has been under a minute long yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's closing and Mm. then and this is like where they go, I know we're grunge, but we could also be punk. We could also be pop punk. If we're, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so they fucking throw I some fun in the drive, yeah. Yeah. Compared, if you compare it to Glycerine, two tracks mm. before, yeah. you're like... It's a world away. It's a complete world away, but with Gavin's voice, it's mm. exactly the same. But you do have love for Gavin. You could <laughs> do no wrong. Oh, Don't I, you wish you were one of his ex-girlfriends? Oh, I'd love to be one of Gavin's ex-girlfriends, <laughs> but that would have made him very, very wrong. Yes, that's, yeah. Not he, cool, not cool he, Gavin. Not cool, no. imaginary Gavin. Yes. Imaginary Gavin, because he's a lot older than me, and yeah. it's, it's okay now that I'm dating someone his age, <laughs> but it wouldn't have been okay back in 94. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so... But he didn't look it either, and he still no. doesn't... Oh, my God, he yeah. still doesn't look he does, 56. Yeah. He's amazing. He's six months younger than my fiancé. <laughs> You're having real why doesn't my fiance look like that moment, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll just say he was having like we had we so watched Untable Pilots. So um Bush, then Cheap Trick, we were very, very old. Yeah. Um, and then Stone Table Pilots and Gavin, those guys, Mm -hmm. Bush absolutely left nothing. Yeah. They just emptied the tanks. They went absolutely crazy. It was amazing performance. So thank you guys if you actually ever listen to this. Yeah. 
you were absolutely awesome at um, at the Brisbane set. So all the live videos, because I was going through looking at some live videos as I yeah. tend to do, um, he always took his shirt off while he was playing in all the videos that I'd seen. Did he take his shirt off while he was playing? No, I didn't, no, just didn't no, see, see that. But he could still have... Missed out, dude. He, I'm, yeah. I'm, I was looking at like Big Dad videos from 97, so obviously yeah. it would have been better no. back then but um now that oh, he's in his i reckon he's he he was in great nicker yes <laughs> i was like there's no ways awesome. i've seen um, recent pictures of him because um when i found out his real age today yeah. um, not his fake age his real age um i found a lot of pictures of him recently and i was just like oh mother of my God. <laughs> like yeah. like some people like age like fine wine mm. and that dude is Aging no. like fine wine. Sorry, I didn't. I wasn't gonna interrupt you. No, that's fine. I'm just drooling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just having a moment to myself. Bush have kept releasing albums. They broke up for a little while, and then they got back mm. together in 2010, and they've still been releasing stuff. I can't remember. If, did, have you listened to like the? Because didn't they put an album out like last year? Or did, something? Yeah, the, yeah. They, they played a, a few tracks. From, yes. from it here, mm. and I haven't sat down and listened to it. Were um, they sort of rocky no? stuff? Or? Oh, very much the same as this. Okay. Very right. much. Yeah, just There's a good big know. track called um, Blood River. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, power chords, Gavin, you know, belting out lyrics. Yeah. And, yeah, same sort of style. I don't think it's really progressed all that much. Yeah. That's probably why, you know, this has certainly been the iconic one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I put this one on and, I'm, you know, it's back to the late 90s and I'm listening to this. Yeah. You know, traveling anywhere in, in, in SA for whatever sporting event we're going to, we need mm-hmm. to get excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get awesome. aggro, you know. Sort of that was the theme. One last thing for me, just yep. quickly while we're talking about taking the shirt off, testosterone. <laughs> Lo- love to have oh. a bit of like an anti machismo, you know, <clears throat> talking about um, he's big into war and he's got a big gun. Got and a big old gun. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm real a whore, got a big it. old gun. Yeah. yeah. So really cool, like in a, in a grunge style, which probably had a lot of more dudes in it, and there was a bit of like a, Male voice, male style to it to mm. have like a a song a bit in that style that's like anti that was really cool. Yeah, it and he uses awesome. a Gillette razor. Yeah, wow. yeah, exactly. Mm. Poking fun and uh, like giving shit to the whole of like masculinity and yeah. in all of its realms, yeah. um, which had me. I was like, okay, yeah, um, I'm really on board with this. Yeah, um, because and simple lyrics too. Yeah. The thing mm-hmm. in a, a four. They're four white guys in a band and they are poking fun at being white, white guys, guys in a, in a band. band. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so it's like a full meathead song about meatheads. Yeah, it's mm. awesome. So yeah, that's a good one to touch on. And it has its little Zeppelin moments in there too. Um, so it has its wanky guitar stuff, which um, like where they bring out a lot more like metal type of sound. Um, as opposed to usual to kind of really hammer home the whole meathead thing. Cool. Uh, any other things you want to do or are you on to your final pitch or on George, anything else? Anything else, George? Oh, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm just dreaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, final pitch. Yeah, final pitch. Look, um, so Bush 16 Stone released end of 94, probably hit the Southern Hemisphere about the same time at end of 96. It sounds like it. Um, from the, the opening track, I think you're very clear what you're going to get and they don't really stray too much from from that say for the back end where you've got glycerine and alien and then and then a little punky track at the end to sort of wrap things up i don't believe there's a, there are any skippable tracks on this one um i think they've got some great absolute power chords throughout here gavin rossdale's voice is just incredible 
And I think his team teaming up with Nigel is a godsend. And you've got you know a great singer, lyricist, great guitarist, um, and just some great great tracks that um, I don't think it's necessarily stood. The, it's not timeless because I no. think you put this on and you know where this has oh, come yeah, from quite yeah, clearly. Totally. And um, yeah, I've uh, to have watched them live was amazing, and it was more than I could have expected for someone who's been playing or a group that's been playing the songs, these songs for 20 plus years. So thank you for that. I think in totality, Bush 16 Stone, flawless album. What do you think, Liam? Cool. So yeah, I think, I think they get a lot of flack from like your hardcore grunge and Nirvana fans. So you think about like these guys were coming up. Um, Nevermind comes out in 92 from Nirvana. In Utero comes out in 93. Kurt's gone April Kurt's 94. Kurt's gone in April 94. Six months this later, this album this comes out. out. Yeah. And it, I think if you were of that mindset, you would think this is a band trying to take Nirvana's place. Sure. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's untenable. That's just like, well, if you're trying to do that, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to do it. Sacrilege. Yeah, sacrilegious. But I don't care about that too much. Like, that's that's fine for me. I don't think they were trying to do that. I no, think I don't think so. They have no. their own style and a different kind of sound within that grunge, you know. It's, it's a... It's a Spectrum. Loose spectrum. It's a, it's a spectrum yeah, it that goes spectrum. from pop sure. to grunge to metal mm-hmm. and all the way through. So yep. I don't I don't have any problem with them sounding this way. I'd never thought of these guys as being flawless. I knew this album really well. Yeah. But I'd never and I was like, oh, but I only really remember the single songs. Yeah. Which is still like quite a few of them. And then I was listening to you go, no, no, I, I do remember these songs. I remember like the pieces and I remember liking it back then and I really liked it now still. Yeah. The problem is oh. Glycerine should be the last song on the album. I don't I don't mind Alien. I think it should have come before Glycerine, but okay. I don't mind Alien. Yeah. Ex-girlfriend should not be there. On the at all. It's a really cool song. I like that song. But, but not there. You're not, you're not a pop punk band. I don't know why you go to a sound that's within the within the spectrum, but so completely different to anything you've done mm. or anything else on your In album. In that album, sure. Like a B-side, yes. Perfect, yeah. perfect for a B-side. Hey guys, look at this cool stuff we can do. But it's just so tonally different. From anything else on the album that I'm just like I don't I don't know why this is here. It's just so weird to me that no one said to them, "This is cool, fun guys," but it's not for now. It's 45 seconds of of one one lyric. One lyric. It's one lyric. Repeated. It's 45 seconds. It's Einstein's mm-hmm. idea. So you're you're definitely like pop punk 99 Luft balloon whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cool, but the, nothing on the album sounds this. Lends itself to that album. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. just it it blows my mind that it's on the album. So. so- this was probably better than I thought it was going to be okay. as a whole. When I was like, when you nominated, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, we'll go through it. And I loved it all the way up to that point. But and I still love that song, but it just does not belong there. So I would cut it, swap Alien and Alien Glycerine, and okay. have finish on Glycerine, and that I would have given it. But with Ex Girlfriend, okay. and if it if it had been anywhere in the album, I still think it would have been a no. Would have been that. Just, that would have been it's it. just disconnected from everything on your it spectrum reference it doesn't sound like they've, we've talked about like their voice like a band's voice and what they're trying to do yeah. and this does not sound like them at all so no, okay. yeah really awesome album I think like you said has stood the test of time in that it's still really cool but it's very much over time but I couldn't call it flawless okay not cool George hello, hello. yes thoughts please sorry I'm just reminiscing over my poster 
George, uh, would you like to rate Gavin's abs? Uh, yeah, yeah. Final thoughts on Gavin's abs yeah. and whether you think they're flawless. I would say back when I saw them in 97, they were flawless. Yeah. Um, and Shirtless then, so we didn't set the gym. He was, was still he? Older, too old for me then. Sure. Because I was 12. So everyone was too old for me. Yes. Um, but yeah, so um, when you nominated this, I was like, oh no. <laughs> My first thoughts were like, oh, not Bush, come on. They only had glycerine and swallowed. Like, come on. Um, then I was like, nah, I listened to them back in the day. So, like, and I loved them back in the day. So let's let's do this. Let's freaking do this. Let's so go. I got my deep dyed flawless heads on um, and I went into the album and went, they are doing what they're supposed to be doing. What am I talking about? <laughs> they're producing 90s grunge in an American fashion because they know they're not going to be loved in the UK. And they're doing exactly what it says on the tin. They are doing 90s on grunge. The tin. Absolutely. Um, so, sorry, that's a UK advert. <laughs> um, so um, I went through the album and I was just like, this is 90s grunge. This is exactly correct. This is not his grunge. This is exactly correct. Mm -hmm. And I was going through going... Each one. All of them. I was just going, oh my God, I'm having the best time. And I was really <laughs> enjoying... I'm having the best time. ...listening um. to the album. Yes, best time. But Thinking about Gavin. Gavin. Thinking about Gavin and also Google, Google image of Gavin. Um, many <laughs> How times. many times we say Gavin? Yeah. And I just want to clarify that they did divorce in 2016 um, and I'm only engaged um, <laughs> but uh, yeah so um, but there was one thing yes that I hate to say say it I agreed with Liam oh I don't like doing that either <laughs> oh. I, it's sometimes I just oh don't you just hate it do you just hate it? Like, oh man, I, him. Not I, him again. I would be happy with Alien. I would be happy if they ended on two minutes of feedback of Alien and ended on that, like, yes. like they had left their guitars up against their amps mm. in the and studio. Like and a live walked, set, yeah. Like a live set and walked and they finished Alien um, like that. And if they'd ended the album like that, that would have been awesome. But then they come in, Vic's girlfriend, and want to be the Ramones. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, 45 seconds, can I forgive you? And I was like, no, I'm, gonna, I'm like, no, I want to get back to everything then. So, because um, that's what I know and I love. So, um, from an album perspective, it's freaking awesome. I can't believe how old they were by the time <laughs> they made it. Like, Just, I, yeah. like, there's hope for a lot of people out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I am genuinely um, grateful, Grant, because I would have gone to my deathbed thinking Bush were some kind of has-been no. fake Nirvana um, shitty Nirvana. kind of like band without listening to 16 Stone properly and um, going, actually, I appreciate everything you tried to put into this album and I love it. It's just I wish you didn't throw that Ramon song in at the end. <laughs> So I'm sorry I can't make it to all this, but thank you for yeah, putting Bush really into cool. a higher realm for me. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the open-mindedness with which you applied yourself. <laughs> so um, so that's a no for getting Bush's 16 stone across the line, guys. 
Um, thanks everyone for listening. We've got Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So join the conversation, share or like our posts, or give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. As mentioned before, we've also got that Patreon. Guys, don't be afraid. That's patreon.com forward slash flawless AMP. If you'd like to back us, please check that out and give generously. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.